The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's Steve, apparently, <laughs> the podcast where we try to solve your you, long-run your relationship issues there. You're just gonna in do the 10 intro minutes and or I less. Talk. I just, I, I do it differently every week, depending on how capable I think you sound that week. I, I use wrong and wronger as your training ground. I secretly appraise you, and then I give you as much freedom as I think you can handle, and you always, always disappoint me. I was going to brag about my silence and the restraint it took to let you get all the way through your intro, and I still... I still get marked down. I, I don't like your notes. <laughs> There's going to be an episode of 10 Minutes someday where the whole 10 minutes is just us fighting about this intro. And mind <laughs> you, as adults who were like 80 episodes into this, we could just practice it. We could take 10 seconds beforehand <laughs> to get on the same page. And yet we refuse. We blatantly refuse to do the least bit of preventative steps. And yeah, here you we change are. the playbook every week, and so I, I'm like a quarterback. I need to wear a wristband as a cheat sheet to you figure should. out what it is that you're looking for every week. But for what the... is it that the listeners are looking for from us? All right, we got a good question this week. Here it is. After a long discussion with my wife, it is clear that she is no longer interested in sex. We've been married 23 years and have a wonderful family and are both successful in our careers. She feels that sex is simply, self, uh, uh, simply a selfish act that is only for one reason, to get the big O. She also thinks that my assertion that it is not only a physical but emotional act is baseless. She feels no closer to me after intimacy than before. I've asked why sex is then reserved to an act within the relationship, but she seems to have no answer to that. Since her hysterectomy 10 years ago, her libido has steadily declined to the point where we only have sex about uh, every two months. I'm moving past the bitter stage and now feel that perhaps the best answer is to just move on from that stage of our lives and avoid physical intimacy. Maybe setting that expectation properly will help me cope with the disappointment. We're committed to our marriage and abhor infidelity, whether physical or emotional, but I'm concerned we may be headed in that direction involuntarily. I'm unsure if counseling will help, as she has very strong opinions and rarely changes them based on any evidence presented. Believe me, I've tried. Is there any hope to salvaging the physical part of the relationship, or should I dig a grave and plant a headstone? Very optimistic note to end that on. All right, Steve, take it away. <laughs> Uh, boy, I wrote almost a full page of notes. I almost recreated <laughs> oh, that question. This is interesting. There are there might be too many angles to look at this through to get within a 10-minute time frame. But there's a few things that I picked out that sort of dis, uh, belie some problems in the relationship. And the last one that I was writing right when you finished was, she rarely changes her opinion despite evidence. And I think, huh, uh, that's either someone who is irrationally truculent, which suggests there's been some trauma back there, or that he's being pejorative toward his wife because he's uh, being passive aggressive toward her and saying that she's... Uh, She's stubborn, and he's doing it in sort of a childish way, which suggests there might be something in his background, too. I'd need to dig into that a little bit. But in general, the hysterectomy is the other thing I wrote down. It's interesting because 
I think, and this is going to sound like two dudes talking about this from a woman's point of view, but I think for women, if sex doesn't make sense, it doesn't really have a place for them. And uh, for men, it makes sense because men get very good at having orgasms like early in their teenage years. And so there is sort of a beginning, middle and end for guys. And it makes sense. For women, it's a little bit more of a symphony that doesn't necessarily phase out at the end. It just kind of keeps going and it rises and falls. And so if that intimacy part doesn't compute for whatever reason with the woman and the hysterectomy can start taking some of this away, then it isn't going to make sense to her and she won't want to do it. The problem, I think, from his perspective is... He's probably thinking, all you have to do is show up. Like, I'll do all the work, and we can feel close. And even if you don't, I'll feel closer to you. And doesn't that make you feel better to know that I'm feeling better? And so if her answer to that question ultimately is no, I think that does kind of come back on the relationship. Or she's got something in her past that is getting, uh, the word nowadays is overused, but I like it, just triggered. It's kind of, it's leaning in on some painful memory that she has that she wants to sort of wall off in her mind. And so any kind of sexual encounter may start to push on that wall. And so she just doesn't like it. And now that they're past childbearing and they're past, uh, they can kind of move into after 23 years or more, I can't think of the word. I was trying to think of it when you were talking. Where two, uh, both members of the couple just sort of share their lives with asexually. Uh, doggone, it's, uh, they cohabit now. It's Platonic not cohabit. I can't think of the word. Or, I don't know what you're going yeah, for. Yeah, roommate is sort of the, it's the negative frame around that. But that's basically what it is. That there's like a collegial relationship that you have. So anyway, all of that to say this. I don't know that there's hope of this picking up to a pace that he will be satisfied with. I do think this can be salvaged to where if she's okay with once every couple months and he can sort of work himself into, at least that is sort of the pot of gold at the end of every two-month rainbow, <laughs> they might be able to work this out. I don't think they're both going to be happy with this, Jeez. and that is my negative spin on it. But. If she's dead set against therapy, I also think that there's something in there that she doesn't want exposed. And so she is going to protectively not go in. But anyway, I, I could talk for another 20 minutes on this. This is interesting, but I want to give you some space to say what say you, James Breakwell. Oh, when I saw this question roll in, I thought, this is it. This is the question that gets me canceled off the internet. So I'm going to answer it honestly, and we're just going to get bounced off of here. Uh, I will say this uh, to the letter writer. Your wife has done you a favor. Not out of kindness, but just the kind of favor that when, like, a job fires you, they're not doing it to help you out, but then you land a better job and your life ends up better because of it, even though they really just tried to screw you over. Like, your wife just came out and said she doesn't want to have sex with you. She's not interested. It doesn't matter if you do a million chores. It doesn't matter if you take her on a date every night of the week. It doesn't matter if you get super in shape. It just doesn't matter. She is just not into you. And I think you do acknowledge that it's not into you because you had a line in there about infidelity. And you say you, it didn't, the way you wrote it didn't necessarily think, imply that it would just be you. You thought it would be possible that she might stray from the marriage too, which means you, 
you've got the idea, at least on some level, that maybe she's just, uh, maybe she could be interested in someone else other than you. I can't think of any other relationship you could possibly get into where you'd have less sex than you're having right now. I mean, once every two months, that's, uh, <laughs> you could be in a monastery and almost have more sex than that. It's just, uh, and you're, you're, ne you're never gonna, you're never gonna be happy with that. So for her, once every two months is still too much. And for you and every other probably, and I know we say that every marriage is different, every, you know, frequency goes up and down, but I, I don't really think there are any heterosexual males on planet Earth who are gonna be, are gonna be totally happy with once every two months. And you gotta figure once every two months, when that does happen, I doubt this is full of passion, everybody's happy. I'm sure it's probably short and lackluster and you're both probably sitting there thinking, well, what the heck was the point of waiting for that? I think you've, I mean, you, the cards are on the table. You know what you need to do. You've got two options. You can stay there and be miserable or you can get out and try and try your luck out there. And what's the worst that could happen? You continue having no sex? I mean, it just, if that's actually important to you, if you look at the rest of your life, well, look at it this way. If you were to meet your wife today, like let's say you two go on the first date right now and, and this, and you find, okay, here's, here are the terms. We're gonna, we're gonna hang out in a house we're not going to like each other very much, and we're almost never, ever, ever going to have sex for the rest of our lives. Are you going to marry that person? I don't think you go into that marriage. I think the only thing keeping you there right now is history. Uh, but at 23 years married, you didn't say anything about kids. You said you have a wonderful family, but that could mean a lot of things. If you do have kids, they're probably pretty close to out of the house. It doesn't sound like you like each other very much. It doesn't sound like you're getting what you need out of it. And your last line talks about just settling in and waiting for death. And if your alternative, if you're looking forward to dying, a pretty good piece of advice is maybe you need to change something. So I'm going to say, despite all my other advice and every other podcast to try to save the marriage, I'm going to say just walk away from this one and you're both going to be happier for it. All right. Closing thoughts, Steve. Yeah, you brought up a point that I didn't even catch. Like, I was sort of on the vibe with you of he's being snotty toward his wife. So that seems to belie there is some childish nitpicking going back and forth. But what, what you really teased out was you cannot say we're totally committed to each other and in love and the marriage and to say, I'm just waiting for death. <laughs> like those two lines cannot exist in the same space, right? And I didn't catch that until you said that. So that was a good catch. There seems to be a lot more underlying anger than this fellow is probably willing to admit to because it's not correct or it's not cool to admit that stuff. But I don't know that, um, the part that I don't know, and this is your bottom line, and this is the part that I would at least need to dig into a little more is, is it that she is not into sex or not into you? And uh, your take on it was she's not into the guy, and my take isn't quite there yet. It might just be that there's something about sex that bothers her, and so she's shutting that part of herself off. And anyway, uh, it's going to take a little more exploration. If I were the guy, just the last piece of advice is maybe get some counseling for you just so that you can talk it over with someone that has time to go into all the details and maybe make a judgment call that's based on more data than James and I have. Well, there you have it. Episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, where Steve says there's almost no hope, and I say there's absolutely no hope. I don't think any marriages were saved tonight. If you have a relationship, though, you'd like us to do better on, please send that question in to jamesbreakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. It doesn't actually have to be a marriage question. It can be, uh, you know, parent-child, parent-animal, platonic co-workers. We had one the other week with a church group. Just whatever human relationship you have going on, send it in to us, and we'll 
we'll take a crack at it. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 Minutes of Your Life You'll Never Get Back.